Welcome to Animates, a retro anime review comedy podcast. Join our resident animator Mackenzie and anime noob Lindsay as they delve into their VHS vault and review the best and worst of what the 80s and 90s had to offer. These episodes contain spoilers and adult language, so stick around if you're cool like that. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Animates, your favorite, well, hopefully your favorite anime podcast, (laughs) or at least your favorite. It's their favorite. Or at least their favorite retro anime podcast, specifically from Canadians. I'm going to get as niche as I can here until we get it where it's someone's favorite. (laughs) My name is Mackenzie, here with my lovely co-host, Lindsay. Hello. No, not calling me daddy this week. No, I, uh, I I saw how much you didn't like that, so I <laughs> switched it up. Should I call you Zaddy? What's a Zaddy? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's like a, yeah, I have no idea. I was like, is it a sexy daddy? And I was like, no, because a daddy, like, yeah, I feel like it's like a younger daddy. I don't know. Okay, yeah. fair. How are you doing this almost, I guess, middle of to end of January week? Yeah, it's weird that we're almost done the first month of the year already. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. But to hit to the ground and get yourself running. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to slow that time by going back in time. Ooh. This week, we're going back to 1997. <laughs> but don't forget your uniform because we're headed to the Otari Academy. Oh, man. OK. okay. Hailed as an anime classic and beloved by many for its strong visual elements and art style very heavy symbolism and mystery coming of age storytelling lgbtq plus inclusion and an amazing soundtrack by shinkinchi mitsunume i might have messed that up also Lindsay. okay i hope you have a sword because you might need it to duel with our tomboy protagonist hell yeah already into this i'm so into this this series it appears simple and sweet at the beginning but it is known for growing darker and becoming more complex, involving like adult themes and some interesting plot twists. Do you have any clue what you are watching this week? <laughs> I was like, Berserk! I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. That's okay. This week, we are watching the Shoujo Kakume Utena, a.k.a. Revolutionary Girl Utena. Yes! I'm pretty sure. Yep. Oh my gosh. Can you see this? Can you see it's this? It's on your Pinterest board. It's on my Pinterest board. <laughs> it's right next to Ergo Proxy which I, and Robot Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might be a fan of this one. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen this, but I want to. So I'm so excited for this. Yeah, it was created by the studio Bipapas. Bipapas. Uh, <laughs> it's That's a Bipapas amazing. party. Uh, Bipapas. The founder, Ikuhara, created this studio after he finished his work on Sailor Moon for Toei Animation. Hell yeah. While a little bit older and a bit niche, is still pretty popular. A a manga came out and finished in like 2018 for a little bit, which is kind of interesting. And it also is fairly well known, much like Sailor Moon, for its stage plays and musicals. (gasps) Oh, I'm so excited. I was really worried because when you were describing it, I was like, is this like a high school sports series? And am I going to (laughs) be? Not yet. But they had a play happen as recent as 2019. Oh, cool. And you can still find a lot of merch online, primarily by small creators on Etsy. But 
There's a lot of stuff for it. It's it's fairly beloved. I believe that when I was looking at YouTube comments of one of the episodes, uh, someone's quote was, I've never felt gayer after having watched this series. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> this sounds incredible. Let me give you the synopsis here. Okay. So the folks at home can also get an idea of it. Years ago, a tragic incident befell a young princess when both her parents died. Ooh, happy. <laughs> Devastated, it seemed nothing would calm this poor soul. However, a prince traveling through the area came to see the princess, hoping to cheer her up. After wiping her sorrowful tears, the prince gave her a ring carrying a rose emblem and told her as long as she holds onto the ring, they are destined to meet again. After this event, it leaves a deep impression on our girl, leading her to promise that she will become a prince herself. <gasps> what? Gender bendy! Years later, Utena attends Otori Academy, recognized by the same rose emblem as her precious ring. Subsequently, a misunderstanding leads Utena to being dragged into a world of duelists, those with rings similar to her own. The Ooh. duelists fight for ownership of the rose bride, Anthe, who is said to possess great power. Wanting to prove her capabilities as a prince, and enraged that Anthe is being wronged and objectified, Utena resolves to fight against the duelists to save her from her cruel fate. Wow, this sounds so cool. I'm really looking forward to watching this. And I know that we had recently done Magical Girl with Sailor Moon, but I just, I wanted to keep that Magical Girl hype train going. I'm always here for some Magical Girl. I figured you wouldn't complain. <laughs> Question for you. Yes. You said it was a, it was a, a guy who gave, gives her the ring, the rose ring? Yes. Saying that as long as she has it, they'll meet again someday? Yes. Does she transition to a boy? And was that no. her future self? Okay. Well then, my predictions are off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll you'll pick up on some of the symbolism, I think, when you watch it. So <laughs> let's uh let's go do that. Let's let's head out for the next five seconds as our interlude music plays, and you go and watch <laughs> Revolutionary Girl Utena. And we are back from watching five episodes of Revolutionary Girl Utena. And how you feeling? Oh my gosh, this was an adorable series. Was the like Fuck yeah. weird <laughs> like recurring things they would do that I was like, why? But we'll get into it. <laughs> I feel it like you might know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's one of my first notes to ask you is, what'd you think of all the rose overlays? <laughs> yeah, that was that was that was the trope that I was referring to. <laughs> uh, no, the rose overlays were were cute. They were fit. They were great. You know, yeah, I oftentimes you get something like that. It feels kind of gaudy. But for some reason for this, it just it just worked. I, know. I don't know why, but it I think really it's because it is this like this. it's because it's this weird fantasy I don't know, like alternate universe. And so I think for that, it was just like very tacky, but it, like it, it, it was very cheesy series. So it worked really well with it because there are like other hyper theatrical moments. So I think it just, yes, you know, this, this is very big on its theatrics. <laughs> very big. Now I know, I know that's not actually the thing you were thinking of. I know some of the other tropes that you're, you're going to talk about. Let's talk animation first, because okay. It's a bit of a different anime style than some of the stuff we've watched. Yeah, it's a little it pointier. Is. <laughs> a little pointier? 
<laughs> Holy moly, my eye almost got poked out at certain points. I still love it. I I, I love I know. the animation in it. It's it's bright and it's colorful, even because it's it's beset on like so many dark, thick bordered lines, especially with like the rose overlays and everything. They come out swinging with that that color. They do, and I do like it. I mean, I love a colorful series. Well, as you already know, I always talk about main character syndrome, and of course, Utena has main character syndrome with the pink hair as oh, main character. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. But then every other character has colored hair too. I know. <laughs> Just everyone has their like Arctic fox hair dye going on. <laughs> they're they're but manic I love panic. It. <laughs> yeah, they got their manic panic. That's it. Oh man, some of them like um, what's his name? Toga, who like red has hair. like the the red hair, but then there's like the one strip of just like slightly less red. And I was like, yeah. this is cute. You gotta have your rogue strip. I mean. I, me of all people knows the importance of it. You look at our character art, you've got the rogue strip. (laughs) And it is neon yellow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I would fit in. I would fit in at the school. You would, you would be perfect in the anime world. (laughs) The next thing, let's, let's talk intro music. It was cute. It was a bop. I mean, I don't know. It had like big sapphic energy and I was here for it. What I really liked about the intro song on this series is that it, it comes in and you're like, oh, this sounds like it's going to be like an S Club 7 pop song. It's like, dude, like it's just, I don't, for some reason, my brain was like, I forgot the intro. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, is this is what I remember. And then it came into it. And I was like, there we go. You were headbanging and what, ready to go. Yeah. So the song is called Rondo Revolution. Cool. Uh, it's by a Japanese singer, Masumi Okui. I might Ooh. have to, <laughs> that's probably pronounced wrong. <laughs> but she's not one of those ones who had like, an album because the series came out and then like fizzled off. No, she has had consistent albums since 1995 up until like 2018. Good for her. And almost all of her albums have hit in the top 100 on the Japanese Oricon chart positions, which is pretty sweet. That's super impressive. Now, for her. I'm going to tell everyone listening to this right now to go check out her on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever, because these albums are amazing. Well, I know what I'm doing after this. They are so good. She's also the uh, singer who did the Slayers theme song, which you haven't seen yet. One day, nope. uh, which is also an amazing song. Like I, in my brain, I was like, "This sounds." When I googled who it was, I was like, "Fucking knew it." <laughs> I, I love that satisfaction. And then the, you know the outro. The, oh. oh, I was gonna say, did you know the Backstreet Boys did the Arthur theme song? Speaking of like pop musicians doing theme songs, I did, which blew my mind. That's so weird. I was I was a big BSB child before oh, yeah. I your, learned about good music. Who's your favorite? Nick. Oh, okay. Mine was Kevin. I had the mushroom cut and everything. Except nowadays it's been AJ. Interesting. He was on I don't uh, follow RuPaul's, them nowadays. <laughs> he was on RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race and he like killed it. That's pretty sweet. Now, the outro music, there's no animation with this one. It's just a credit scroll. Yep. So so we didn't have to worry about seeing some random character having their own <laughs> slice of life ending show. here. But also a good song. Yeah, I like this one. I was very happy that it was like an ending song that fit still, kept good energy. And um, yeah, I just thought it was great. I have no bad things to say about the intro or the outro. <laughs> That's good because some series out there just don't know what they're doing. This outro is called <laughs> Truth. By Luca Yumi, Ooh. also released by the same uh, Starshot Records that Rondo Revolution was. I 
don't believe they had quite the similar career uh, from my, my general Googling. But still a great song. I mean, yeah. It feels it because like this is a magical girl series, but it's also not a magical girl series. So I feel like the songs definitely hit that kind of vibe without being too like fanciful. <laughs> I wish people could have seen the hand gestures that you did with that. <laughs> Look, let me let me be fanciful, okay? Okay. Can you please put in like a Every time you say fanciful, every time when you edit this. Fanciful. Ooh. Fanciful. <laughs> fanciful. Oh my gosh. Thank you for fanciful. Oh, every time I that say that, people favorite. are gonna be <laughs> fanciful. Ooh. Just because I'm evil does not mean I can't be fanciful. Incredible. My own magical. I'm excited girl to sound. hear that back. It's gonna be great. <laughs> <laughs> You've now watched five episodes of yeah. Utena. It's not a lot of it. I think it was only like 29 episodes. Oh, wow. It's a series you'd watch more of to understand more of the secrets behind the council and what's going on with the castle in the sky. I think I might. I definitely I definitely think I would watch this before I'd watch other things we've watched. That's 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 fair. <laughs> Is it something you'd recommend to someone? Like, oh, absolutely. 100%. Okay. I thought of like seven friends I would recommend this to while watching it. Because it's, mm. yeah, it's just, it's it's fun. Like we mentioned earlier, it's fun, it's bright, it's colorful. The the voice acting in the English version at times is a little rough. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot to tell you to watch the sub. Yeah, thanks. But <laughs> the dub is still not terrible. It's not no. the best, but it's not terrible. No. But it's actually the girl who does who does uh, Utena also did Misty in Pokemon and Jesse oh, cool. from Pokemon 2. Who's from, Jesse like, again? Team Rocket. Oh, yes, it's right. Yeah, so she she also did that, which was which is pretty cool. I could hear that in her voice. Here's some interesting facts for you about Ooh, I'm ready. Utena. So the first director who was promptly fired uh, was not great to the point where like he knew nothing about the story, nothing about the show, didn't care to learn any of it. And there was a marketed improvement when they swapped that out. However, before oh. that happened, Rachel Lillis, who did Utena and Sharon Becker, who did Anthe. They never met in person. They never recorded lines together. They never seen each other. They did all of their acting and recording in the dark because the director just didn't think it was important to bring them together. That feels like such a terrible idea. Like, I'm not a director, but that's a terrible idea. And she even admitted, like Rachel Lillis admitted that the original director had so little knowledge of the show and her character that it affected her vocal performance and she felt bad because of it. Now, once that was swapped out, it got a lot better. It actually like, people started saying it was one of her best roles but Aww. before that it was like it was not a good <laughs> a good run for the first little bit and people were not happy even that it gets a little worse okay when the english dub came over it has obviously the original japanese names however anoki films which is the original american license holder had another list of names they were going to do for the characters and they were also going to rename the series to ursula's kiss oh no because Utena's name became Ursula, Anthe became Angie, Jury was Julie, etc. And like this long list of names for the characters that were like Ursula, really? I know, That's right? Your, I like, was like, no. Magical girl name. Oh, it's not a magical girl name. This would have been around the same name. time as like Little Mermaid as well. Imagine like Revolutionary Girl Utena as opposed to like Ursula's Kiss. Yeah, Ursula's Kiss sounds weird. 
It sounds so stupid. Yeah, Thankfully, I'm not a fan. it didn't end up happening. I think there was like a Latin dub that used um, some of those names for a little bit. And then in Australia, Ursula's Kiss was actually the marketed title for a bit. But then the show for its brief television run actually used the proper original names. Yeah, that's good. So they, they swapped mid-go. But yeah, it was it was silly. It was a choice. <laughs> it was a choice that was made. <laughs> let's oh uh, let's jump into the episodes here. Hell yeah. Take us so take we... us away. So we'll start with episode one. That seems like a good place to start. It's uh, <laughs> it's called The Rose Bride. And it starts how every Ooh. good story starts with dead parents. Not just any dead parents, <laughs> dead royal parents. Yay! <laughs> uh, yeah, we open on this small girl in front of her parents' graves, so it's going to be a happy series. And a prince comes down and gives her a special ring and tells her that this ring will be the way that we meet again one day. And she's like, oh, okay. And he leaves and she goes, that's cool, but I want to become a prince. Which, you know, kind of felt like very share mom, I am a rich man energy. And I loved it because we were like 30 seconds into the series. So <laughs> excellent. Starting off strong. From there, we cut into what I'm going to, what I assumed was modern day. We see a pink haired girl in the weird uniform getting shamed by a head, headmistress for not wearing the girl's uniform. And she just kind of schools her <laughs> going, um, it doesn't say anything in our policies about me not being able to wear the uniform yeah uh, a <laughs> boy's uniform lieutenant don't give no shit she won't stand no. for your policing of her her fashion okay but here's my one thing if she's wearing the boys outfit and no other boys are wearing booty shorts i'm mad because then she is not technically wearing the boys uniform because nobody else in the school okay. is wearing this uniform she prefers shorts over the pants i wanted but other warm... than the pants she's in the boys uniform <laughs> but what boys all the other boys were wearing the different ones I don't know. I think okay. she's wearing like the the higher grade ones. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. But I love that because she meets with her friend before all this happens. Or her, sorry, her friend's waiting for her and she calls Utena her boyfriend. They're not dating, yeah. obviously. No. But Utena's whole thing is she wears the boy's uniform because she wants to be a prince. Yeah. And so save like, princesses. Yeah. <laughs> you do that. You be the knight in shining army that helps army. You know, people in distress. Yeah, do it. <laughs> oh man but yeah then we see her like play basketball and like wipe the floor with these guys and they're like utena can you join her i don't know why i'm doing a girl's voice for these boys but they're like utena can you join our team because you'd be so good she's like no yeah she, so... she literally is like why why would i do that like and they're like well if you want to because it was literally just her it's just her yeah. versus the whole boys basketball i know team. i know it was it was spectacular <laughs> And they're like, you already wear the boys' uniform. Why would you join the boys' team? And she's like, I don't fucking care about you guys. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. So from there, we get some, like, nice Charlie Brown piano music. The score, Utena watching. Just some, like, random classmate watering the roses. And then um, sees her get bitch slapped just by this random guy, <sighs> which was very shocking. And Utena's like, I think the fuck not. And then her friend that was waiting for her shows up and like jumps on her back and gives us some very important exposition for the whole whatever the fuck that relationship is. And just like, yeah, wow. That. Yeah. So that's the trope that drives me nuts. It's like her friend. It's just every no every day. Andy just getting bitch slapped by someone. 
Oh, that one. Yeah, it's not great. Anthe definitely doesn't deserve that. I have many no. notes in my points in my notes being like, damn, Anthe. <laughs> I don't yep, laugh out just... of comedy. I laugh out of necessity. Like, she can't get a break. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Seanji is being a little prick. So the student council president, Toga, pops in and is like, um, can you not? And like, I'm glad that he's trying to be like, bro, you cannot just because she's your fiance. You can't abuse her and treat her like shit. Yeah. And unfortunately, because she's literally bound to him by this like magical whatever. Yeah, she's like, weird. no, it's OK. It's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, and she calls Damn him Master Seonji, and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. I hate this so much. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I just, oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Anyways, from there we go, and we see that there's been, like, something posted to the message boards, or, like, I don't, bulletin boards? Bulletin boards. I guess that would be the proper thing. And it's like, oh, all the student bother- bodies gathering around. What is this? Is this, like, a ski trip sign up? What's going on? Nope. Turns out it's a love letter that's been posted. She like goes to, like they're all like, oh, reading this, blah blah blah, and Utena ch- tears it down. Then she's her friend like crying and running away. And then we learn that plot twist. She wrote it about. I'm pretty sure it was about Utena. <laughs> I think it was too. And so Utena, pissed, confronts Se- Seonji. Seo- Seoji. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be terrible for names. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, okay. my notes say, say it with me now. Sionji. 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 Okay, cool. Well, she she like confronts Sionji and plot twist. He's an asshole about it. So who thought? Whoa, who would have thought? So Utena's like, "Fine. I challenge you to a duel." Uh yeah. And not he's like, realizing ah, what ha, she's ha, ha. doing. No, not at all. <laughs> And they're just like, yeah, okay, sure, let's do it. And Come she to shows the forest. up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come to the forest for your duel. And so she shows up. She's like, why is the door locked? I can't get in. And then some sort of weird <laughs> water thing happens and like spits on her ring. And that's how it opens. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just spits on her ring. Yeah. And then, then a waterfall magically appears and then the yeah. door is there. She was like, what is the school's budget? Because then there's like a five minute walk to the pitch to like do this duel. Which, by the way, the music when she's entering and like climbing up that staircase is awesome. <laughs> it it's is just this like epic. driving beat dun, 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 with like some vocals over it. I thought it was pretty dope. Also, you mentioned this crazy structure, right? Mm-hmm. Apparently no one except for those who can get into the forest can see it, I guess. Which I was like, where are they hiding it? It's like one 45 degree angled pillar holding up this entire like platform with all these stairs and then an upside down castle that's floating in the sky yeah yeah no one can see it no which you know what i get it you got to have those mystical parts of all this but i might my like i didn't question the floating castle i questioned the 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 engineering behind the staircase (laughs) i mean my high school kind of looked like that like not not that epic but it was like a weird architectural like illusion because Weird. the people who own the golf course next to the school didn't want the school to be visible from the golf course. So, <laughs> yay. Rich people. Fuck your education. We need to have a good view. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. But yeah. So they, like, make it to the dueling pitch. And this child bride comes and places two roses. One on uh, Utena and one child on what bride. I have. 
<laughs> and one on who on Captain A-hole. And Utena <laughs> is like, well, they smell the exact same way the prince did. And I'm like, whoa, you mean the, the, the prince that smelled like roses smells like roses? Holy moly. I think you're so, missing the point there. I know, but I'm like, ugh. <laughs> There's an exposition there. I know. But yeah, then <laughs> Anthe is like, good luck, and then gets bitch slapped again because she shouldn't be wishing the competitor good luck. <sighs> like, she deserves so much better. And I like that when this happens, Utena's like, hold on, fuck this noise. I'm saving this girl. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I literally wrote, I hope this guy gets sparted off the edge of the field. And also, I like that there's magic, but it's not like a central point. Mm-hmm. We see this little bit of magic with the sword and whatnot. And that's, that's that, there's not a lot of show off of the magic, which I, I, I'm a fan of. It kind of keeps it more on the school fighting theme. Yeah, I like how we say there's not much magic. And then it proceeds to have the sword pulled out of Anthe's body. Yeah. <laughs> She's a sheath for this sword. <laughs> Which also, no one told Utena that this was an actual battle. Yeah, like steel. Nope, she's going to come with her like judo wooden. Wooden kendo stick. Kendo stick. There we go. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. And I also love that there was like Sailor Moon sound effects in this. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's from one of the guys who worked on Sailor Moon. So. Well, it has to have there. Exactly. Yep. So they're, you know, fighting. And Utena's candlestick gets like chopped real, real short. And she's like, yeah, shit. So she just charges at him and doesn't get stabbed somehow, which I thought was more magic than anything else. <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, basically slices his rose off of him. His bitch ass loses. So that's uh, fantastic. We get a really creepy line after that because the red haired guy, um, Toga, is watching from a distance. Oh, yeah, with his opera glasses? And he literally goes, oh, yes, baby, you light a fire in my heart. (laughs) Because he's into Utena, but not in, like, the gross, creepy way, like, um, Sayanji is for for Anthe. Yeah. But also, it, literally, yeah, so she wins. But then I don't think she expected that if she wins that she now has to marry Anthe. Yeah, she's now engaged to Anthe. So that's how we end the episode. (laughs) (laughs) And she hasn't, like... She didn't, and even in the at the end of this episode, once it was over, I was sitting there and I'm like, I don't think she actually realizes. No, she was just trying to humble him, but <laughs> now she has a bride. A child bride, as you said. Yeah. Where am I wrong? <laughs> at least so on to episode to two. Another child. That's a weird statement. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway, so on episode two, for whom the rose smiles. I didn't know uh, roses had lips. If you watch Alice in Wonderland or take acid, they do. True. (laughs) I don't know about the acid part, but the other part's true. (laughs) I think it's just because Alice in Wonderland is LSD. Ah, right. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) uh, so we start episode two with a bunch of girls just like fawning over Utena. I mean, how could you Uh, not? I mean, she's kind of badass and kind of amazing. Okay, so the friend's name. Is it, I have Okaba? Wakaba. Wakaba. Wokaba? Like Wakanda, but like Wakaba? Wakaba. All A's. Wakaba. <laughs> yes. Wakaba. Okay. So Utena tries to spark up, spark up a conversation with Wataba. Wakaba? Wakaba. Wakaba. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. <laughs> Wakaba. Wakaba forever. <laughs> so she's basically like, wow, I've never seen you read in class. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha.
<laughs> oh no. You got this. Do I? Continue on for the audience. <laughs> Wakaba's reading a book. Yes, and Wakaba just like gives her the cold shoulder and then is like, oh, it's about a girl who's always loved this guy, but after she's rejected, the next day she gets over it and another man appears and she falls for him. And we're all like, oh shit, is she pissed? But then it's like, oh, but it's actually not like a burn on you. Uh, you belong to me, Utena. Okay. It's, yeah, so Wakaba is strange because it's like she clearly loves Utena. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I'm not sure if it's infatuation or actual romance because she gets upset when things happen where it feels like she's being taken away from her. But then in, in future times, she comments on how Utena is single and like doing mm-hmm. her thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what her deal is. I think it's just obsession, but you'd have to watch more to to know, of course. Ooh. Okay, noted. But yeah, and then we cut to the student council meeting to discuss the events <laughs> that happened where <laughs> Seonji gets his bitch ass handed to him. Yeah. And they're like, is this part of like a prophecy that's going to come true or something like that? I don't know. Why, why do these teenagers have like, why is it always teenagers involved in like secret societies and anime, especially one called End of the World? Oh, is that what the, the the student council is called? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. They get like end of the world letters or whatever. And then apparently whoever oh, marries yeah. Anthe is supposed to bring upon a revolution and they get to enter the hidden castle in the sky. <laughs> also, can we talk about their like team rocket monologue that they have before <laughs> meeting every time about like eggs yeah. and chicks and they were like, We're gonna crush the egg, which is the world. Oh my gosh. Here's a here's a thing that might kind of help with that. Okay, so ready. the council's oath is commonly known as the chick speech. It's a variation of the bird fights its way out of the egg. The egg is the world who would be born first, but must destroy a world. The bird flies to God. The God's name is Abraxas from uh, Herman Hesse Demian. Oh, it is a direct tie to multiple Gnostic themes of the show. Ooh, Gnosticism. <laughs> so that's kind of where that comes from is relating to like breaking free and destroying your world to create a new one basically because your world is the egg and you must break free of the egg so yeah the the chick speech is related to that fun fact wow i feel smarter now (laughs) okay lois from family guy (laughs) how dare you (laughs) you say peter peter (laughs) oh no (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh did we just find my voice you just find my impersonation. You have Kermit and I have oh, Lois. <laughs> the hold rest on, hold of on. This I, need to, I need you to respond to me here. Oh, no. uh, ooh, Utena, I really, I really have feelings for you. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it. All right, well, let's just continue uh, on with the episode. <laughs> me try to find it. Anyways, Utena and Wakaba. There you go. <laughs> Great. Are walking after class. They've somehow like dormitory assignments have been changed, and now they're in separate rooms. And uh, how cruel the student council can be. And then we find out that <laughs> Utena just gets her own fucking mansion. So well, <laughs> she thinks it's a mansion. I mean, yeah, it is a dormitory, but they get the whole dormitory to themselves. Like, and then she walks in and she sees that Anthe's there cleaning the whole thing for her. Well, before that, she. She gets one room in this whole mansion still, though, that she's assigned. Whole mansion, one room. Yeah, but there's nobody else there. So who is she really going to stick to one room? Apparently. But when she opens the door, it's like a shithole full of mice. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I, oh yes. She closes I wrote, the door. Yeah, I said I'm she, so jealous, and then I said, "Oh, now that I've seen her room, I'm not." <laughs> yeah, and then she opens the door again, and Anthe's in there, and she's almost cleaned the whole thing to perfection. And I'm literally my note is like, "Damn, Anthe is quick. What the fuck?" I know, right? <laughs> so yeah, turns out they're roommates because they're engaged, which and we, we kind of still isn't understanding. Yeah, she's still like, "What?" But we get to meet the little familiar <gasps> that Anthe has. Oh, I love him. <sighs> little choo-choo he gets banana overlays instead of rose overlays yay also we get introduced to him choking (laughs) he's choking on some food so utena (laughs) gives him tea to wash it down i love choo-choo who do you like more choo-choo or pichan from ranma well as like character like design pichan as like personality in character choo-choo because Pichan's a dick who's like trying to sleep with a Kane will in pig form and hiding it and like being a weirdo. As a character overall, though, Pichan. Okay, but what about Kiro? What about Choo Choo versus Kiro from Card Captors? Kiro all the way. Kiro, Kiro. It's pronounced differently all the time. All the way for Kiro because he's just <laughs> sassy and oh he can gosh. speak English. So it's easier to have like funny conversations with him. There we go. But Choo Choo yeah. is great. Choo Choo's lovely. Yep. Okay, from there. We learn that whoever is wearing the rose seal is marked as a duelist. And whoever else has one can challenge Utena to duels. So that's cool. Later on, Choo Choo comes to get Utena to help because Sayanji is asking the rose bride why she isn't doing what he's saying. Because he didn't lose in his own eyes. So Yeah, he, he just he just can't he just can't believe he's he's in a fantasy land. It was rigged. Yeah. So, you I didn't know, know he... she was going to be good. <laughs> ah, dang it. You, just, just because you underestimate someone doesn't mean you didn't lose. You know, right? Like, oh, man. So, you know, slaps Ant- Anthe again, just for old time's sake, and then I, challenges Nintendo to another duel. Wait to see him just get destroyed one day. Yeah, just have his ass I handed hate to him. him so much. He's just like, yeah, he's. Like, sometimes with villains, you're like, oh, there's some, like, redeemable qualities or whatever. And I'm like, no, I hate this no. guy. I hope he gets his comeuppance and just, like, yeah, karma just whoops his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he steps on Choo Choo to just solidify that he is a villain. Yeah. What oh, an asshole. I hate him. So, yeah. Utana shows up for the duel and we do that whole entrance, spitting on the ring, walking up the stairs, all that fun stuff. <laughs> yes this time it's katana versus rapier that's crazy she gets she gets the magical sword out of auntie's chest this time oh and this is where the where toga's sitting being like i can't wait to see what happens and like he's always watching in the corner yeah through his (laughs) opera glasses i love it icon so when it looks like it's game over for utena in this uh duel the ring activates and it goes from the castle that floats above them like possesses her it's the visage of the prince from her uh youth Oh, cute. Well, basically, he possesses her and like helps her win. Which is funny because like... she planned to lose. Yeah. And I need to, I, I just, I, here's the thing I, I don't like about Utena is that she's kind of daft with this because she's like, oh, I won you. You're my fiance. Okay. I don't really want this. So I'm just going to lose. Not really thinking that that means that she goes back to the abusive asshole. I know, right? This wasn't quite clicking. It does eventually click with her. 
but like she's not quite there on it quite yet <laughs> nope and then yeah she like finishes off with saying that she won the duel for choo-choo oh yeah they're sitting there and she's holding choo-choo away from a cake and she finally lets go and Anthe walks in and choo-choo is just like <laughs> bathing in this cake oh i would love to bathe in a cake he's just so happy and then yeah, yeah. i did it for choo-choo and Anthe like smiles because she's like mm-hmm, okay <laughs> yeah sure you did it for for choo-choo and not for me yeah uh-huh sure <laughs> Well, that's where we finish, and then we skedaddle on into episode three, which is on the night of the ball, which... The dance party episode. Yeah. Ooh, they're going to a ball. It's lovely. It's fancy. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be, but we get another sad princess story at the start of the episode, so... Good vibes. (laughs) Uh, After the sad story, we go for Utena and Anthe having breakfast and discussing about having friends. And then they're walking to class and a group of girls, fangirl. But but before we get to that, let's (laughs) talk about the breakfast. Because she's like, you need friends. And she's like, I have choo-choo. And she's like, human friends. And she's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But choo-choo. So after breakfast, they're walking to class and a group of girls like are again fangirling over Utena. Toga greets them and tries to put the moves on Utena, which she slaps his hands away. So good for her. Yeah, she ain't taking like she ain't taking shit from uh Sionji. She's also not taking shit from Toga. But at least Toga isn't like as insufferable as Sanji. Like he actually is like he's bad tactics, but he actually I think actually likes her. Mm-hmm. And is just really not good at <laughs> interacting with women. Yeah. And like even if he doesn't like her and he is an asshole, like he isn't like Sanji where he's like I'm going to put, you know, my foot on the gas pedal of just asshole. And like, yeah, like he at least is like strategic, probably could get a little bit more of what he wants because he's able to play that less insufferable character. So then people will be like, OK, well, maybe <laughs> if I help him out, you know, just things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. But yeah, after she slaps his hand away, she realizes that, oh, my gosh, Toga has the same ring as her. And so she's trying to figure out if Toga is the prince. <laughs> yeah. She's like, wait a second. He looks nothing like the one I dream of, but maybe. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, there's the same same rose. They smell like roses, so maybe. Oh man! <laughs> After that, we get the Team Rocket chicken egg thing opening up the elevator, <laughs> so that we can go to the school council. Sanji has left his room after his second loss, so he's not even coming out. Like nothing's <laughs> happening. He is being a good sport about it. Oh, such a good sport. Yep. Very As topical anime. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, Utena watches as girls fawn over Toga. Wakaba surprises her again from behind, which I guess is just... Nice. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. I had to to say the word Wakanda first in my head to remember how it was said. (laughs) But, yeah, so basically Utena thinks to her head, there's no way a playboy could be my prince on a white horse. Understandable. From here, there's apparently nasty rumors going around about Anthe, but we don't get to hear them because we get... can't get a break. No! And we don't even, like, get to hear what these rumors are because we just cut to Anthe getting bitch-slapped by three girls telling her that she ruined Sayonji. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This poor girl. Like, at what yeah. point do you not just be like, okay, enough. I'm tired. I don't want to get bitch-slapped anymore. She's Stop. brainwashed. I guess. Ugh. Sometimes you just got to slap back hey, people. Hey, at least Nanami is there to come to the rescue. Fucking Nanami. Quote, unquote, come to the rescue for now. Yeah, she, she tells the girls to get lost. And then that she, and we, she's like, oh, Anthony, you've been nominated to be this year's dance queen. 
And like my literal note is this. I don't know why, but this feels very Carrie. I have the exact same thing. I was like, not not so much. I was like, I was like, I literally wrote, Lindsay's going to make uh, think this is Carrie because it has <laughs> it, Carrie vibes. Did you actually? Yep. Because I know how you think. Because I was thinking of like you and the crow. You reference the crow a lot, so you probably know Carrie. And this is very Carrie esque in the sense of what's going on and later in this episode. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. We go from this to Anthe and Utena playing cards when there's like a delivery that shows up for them. And it's a lime green like ball gown for <laughs> Anthe. And then Utena gets like a rose pale pink ball gown that she's like, why would I wear this? And so that's was yeah. hoping it was going to be at least a nice looking dress. <laughs> yeah, they were but like they were cake toppers. It's such an insult to give utena such a girly dress yep such an it's also i don't know if you notice this when choo choo is having watching them pull things out of the box he reaches into the box and he pulls up these two perforated squares that are held together at the perforation that have circles inside them and they look like condoms oh my gosh i did not see that out of the dress <sighs> box apparently googling around they are not and some people said that's like like a mint or, or like like oh, a, how the they how they packs. package their silica packages but it looks identical to a condom package i mean it's like the the one little mermaid cover where you're like i know it's a castle but it looks like a dick <laughs> now before we get to the next scene of like the dance mm -hmm. we have another thing that happens in the series at least once or twice an episode of the echoey shadow ladies against the I wall i love them i thought this was a cool trope because it, it felt very, it was like symbol, symbolic of the like rumors or whatever spreading throughout this the the student body and it just felt mm -hmm. very like Shakespearean. I really like. Well, it. I was gonna say it felt like like the ladies of fate kind of. Yeah. Like, talking about things going on and like ooh, and <laughs> I think it's well done enough that it doesn't come across as just like some silly thing. It feels like it makes sense. It just it's kind of adds like this. Yeah, you said this mysterious kind of like thing to us. I was curious what you thought about that because I was like, there's a lot of those very heavy symbol symbolic things. So I'm, I'm glad you dig it because I, I also think that it it adds to the show rather than detracting. Mm -hmm. I think because we have such a fantastical kind of setting, I think it works really well. Like, I don't think you could get away with having something like that in it, like yeah. just any series. But yeah, I think here it, it feels really natural. So when we get to the dance, we learn, very importantly, that this blonde chick is actually Toga's little sister. You yeah. know, which made me be even more like, yeah, something Carrie is going to happen. So, yeah. <laughs> Although I will admit, uh, Nanami, her dress looked incredible. It was yeah, probably no, the, my favorite of the three. The, the character designs and the outfit designs, like, even like Utena's like boys uniform and like all the outfits that everyone wears, they're all just like really nicely designed. They're so they're cool. Pretty. They're fun. Oh, yeah. And so Nanami's much. dress, like you said, yeah, it's really nice. It's gorgeous. I love the color. I love the silhouette. I love the like weird back thingy. Yeah, it's great. Love it. No notes. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Toga then just stands there on the edge of the dance floor, simping over Utena in a dress. And then uh, asks her to dance. I was really hoping that Utena would show up in like a tux or something and say, fuck and the just, dress I was given. Yep. Put everyone just to Just tucks it up. But I guess she followed the rules for the dress, but I was hoping there'd be some cool tucks. Yeah, I think she did it for um, Anthe. Yeah, no, that makes sense. 
But yeah, Nanami just like leaves Anthe in the middle of the dance floor alone. And I wrote, oh, so this must be when they drop the pig's blood on her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she has to go up and have her conversation with um, with Toga. Yeah. Who is like about to confess his 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 love for her, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. But that all gets interrupted by a champagne shower that dissolves a dress right off of <laughs> Anthe's body. It wasn't pig's blood, though. <laughs> Nope, just champagne. Oh my gosh, but this it, poor it girl. It was a carry moment. She did get sprayed yep. with something. And again, yeah, she is just getting ugh. just shit on by the student body. It makes me so I, sad because she doesn't ugh. deserve it. No, she's such a sweetheart. And she's just like, she's got a cool look and she's just so nice. And oh man, I'm pretty yeah. sure that changes if I remember. Eventually I really she ends so. up not having to worry about that. <laughs> Good. Aww. But yeah, hearing Anthe scream, Mutena's like, what? No. And like pulls her dress off to reveal her beautiful tux underneath. <laughs> and I, she, I knew like, there had to be like something there that was that was going to happen for that. I know, but like, I was also like, my costumer brain was like, how did that fit underneath that dress? Like there's sleeves on it. There's no sleeves on the dress. Like, where did this all come from? I but. I don't know. I just, we, we just got I a just, suspension of disbelief here, okay? Yep, 100%. It's anime. <laughs> <laughs> but she runs She runs to Anthe's side and grabs a tablecloth and makes her this like cute little makeshift toga, and they start dancing together. Okay, oh. seriously, though? She dives from a balcony, <laughs> whips off a tablecloth, in this one moment changes her outfit, redresses Anthe, and like grabs her in her arms in like a split second. Mm-hmm. that's some cool print shit right there <laughs> utena treats women how women should be treated 100%. exactly i think that's You're that's the right. main lesson she's like i want to be a prince yeah what i really liked is that she didn't just like you know try to cover her up and let her escape she's like oh no we're gonna fuck this dance up by being awesome okay yeah <laughs> we're gonna make those bitches so green with jealousy we're gonna win this fucking dance a hundred percent and i love that so much and like, I'm really glad, again, Toga showing his I'm not an asshole stuff because he realizes what his sister has done. And he's like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> he's you so mad shit. at his sister. I mean, as as he should be. She was awful. That's not cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we end on a good note. We end on we do. them dancing and having a a lovely little a lovely little moment. Maybe there's yeah. some emotions sparking. Ooh some feelings maybe <laughs> we don't know from here we go into episode four and five which are kind of like a like they're a two-parter yeah we can we can kind of combine these pretty quickly here yep yep we start with you know <laughs> there's a duel because mickey who is a part of the student council needs he's 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 basically dueling utana because he needs anthe to write music <laughs> i don't know but you know that'll all be explained in time because we cut back <laughs> where uh Nanami walks in on Mickey playing the piano and they talk about writer's block and she's getting annoyed because she's saying that or he's saying that Anthe is like her muse or his muse <laughs> he's his she's his shiny thing which I was like wow I love being referred to as a shiny thing he means it in an enduring way but it is I not I know it's like, but it's like no no I'm saying that's, that he's not it's like saying someone's arm candy it's kind of gross <laughs> yeah you're just like this makes me uncomfortable <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, after that, Utena and Wakaba are talking about their math scores. 
And Crop is like, I wish I could get math scores like you. And then sees Utena's, and it's a 36. And she has to make it like a makeup exam. She's like, oh, maybe I don't want to get scores like you. <laughs> oh, man. It's, 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 I don't know what it is with like Magical Girl main characters. Like Sailor Moon's the same way. I think she got a 36 as well on her exam. Actually, yeah. I was reading the manga earlier. I think it's almost the exact same number. So that yep. might be a little Easter egg there. Maybe. Tweet us if uh, you know if that's a you know an Easter egg or not. But yeah, we get again the trope of Anthe getting bitch slapped because threw off Mickey's groove. Wait, Mickey yep. slaps her? No, some no no girl slap her because she threw off Mickey's groove. Right. Okay. Sorry, I was like I don't remember that. <laughs> no, no, no. Mickey does not slap her. Mickey is in the library cor- correcting tests. Right. He's helping her get a higher score. Yeah. He's yeah. cheating. Oh, so she, yeah, he like brings it to her and is like, well, I looked over your test and uh, I think there's like some, if you just read this the different way, there's some cool hidden things that will really help you. And she's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you so much. And like her being thankful, like cues a little piano riff in his head that he's like, oh my gosh, I need that. Playing beautifully and Toga notices and tells him not to lose whatever's giving him his shiny ability. To which Nanami overhears and is grumpy about this. So that's fun. Because she also doesn't want Anthe being anyone's shiny. I know. So what happens next? Mickey goes over to Utena's and Anthe's to help them study for their math test. And who invites themselves along but Nanami? You'd think no one would let her in the damn house. Right? Especially after this bullshit she just pulled. But they're like, no, it's fine. Oh my gosh. And yeah, this whole like next bit, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, they're studying and Nanami is like doing this weird like way to try and sabotage Anthe to make her like <laughs> it's basically like a weird smear campaign to make her seem weird. And yep. she like pulls out a snail that she's like, I'm gonna place this in her pencil kit or whatever. And it like is her fantasizing about like how it's gonna go and how they're all gonna be like, You're so weird, that's shameful and stuff like that. <laughs> But she goes to go do it, and it turns out, yeah, her pencil case is where <laughs> Anthe just keeps all these snails. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're she has, so like, names Anthe. for them and everything. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Those are just snails she tries with. It's yeah, like... and then she tries with a garter snake, and there's a mongoose, and then so when that yep. doesn't work, she tries with an octopus, and then there's like a giant inflatable octopus. Like, where? First off, <laughs> how? How is she keeping all of these animals in her tiny bag and have them not like try to eat each other? It's like the I want to know. Anime. <laughs> also, how does she secretly put on rubber gloves and grab tongs? <laughs> like, <laughs> and all it does is like Mickey's like, "Oh, this is so cute that she does this." Blah blah blah, all this stuff, and I'm like, Ugh. like she's more of a weirdo for just pulling these random creatures out of her bag. Nanami is not known for being very bright here. While they're eating shaved ice, Anthe sneaks away, you know, to play the piano. And Mickey's like, oh my gosh, it's sparking so much creativity in me. <laughs> and that's where the episode ends. So then we go in episode five, which is the second part of this. Yes. And uh, we open on two of the student council members fencing, which is Mickey and Jerry? Jury? Jury. Jury. Jury, I believe. Yeah, I, I thought it was Jerry because I thought of Jerry Spice. She was a redhead. But did you think Jirai because of Tenchi? Not oh. at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. Jerry, Jirai. Is that her name? Jerry. Jerry. 
like jury duty, jury duty, blackmail. She says the, the line, your sword is not for battle, which I was like, she's a lover, <laughs> not a fighter. Because you start saying guys on Tinder when you don't end up liking them. Hey, oh. Sorry, but oh, your, your sword, sword is... is not for battle. <laughs> what are you going to start saying? It'll be great. I'm sure all these guys will, will have no problem with it. <laughs> Anthe is playing piano for Mickey and Nutena, and Mickey says that this is the feeling he's been looking for. You know, she's giving him that shiny thing feeling. We learn that he has a twin sister that he used to play piano with. And he says that he destroyed that by organizing them to play a concert. Because his sister's nervous to play. And so he's like, no, it's fine. I'll be there right. I'll be right next to you. It'll be fine. And then plot twist, he gets measles and can't perform. And so <laughs> she has to go on by herself. And it does not go well. It was really tragic. And Mickey hasn't been able to find that technique in anyone else until Anthe. Still weird. And then Anthony, <laughs> Anthe's like, well, I can't do it because I'm engaged to Utenda, so... The next part, it shows that he's trying to be a good guy because he wants to get rid of the rule that Anthea pledged to the, the to the student council. Because, yeah, he goes up to the student council and is like, can we get rid of this? And they're like, no. She must be free. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, can't we just let her be free? And they're like, she is literally mystically bound. <laughs> Sorry, we can't do anything. We, She's like, well, we... I guess... I will duel for the Rose Bride then. <laughs> yeah, Mickey, go up against Utena. Let's do this. Well, my favorite is we get introduced to the new character, which is his twin sister. And yep. she's leaving the music, like the music room. And he's like, what are you doing there? You can't really play piano. And she's like, the music room is more for the, is for more than just playing piano. To which we cut to Toga with his shirt undone, leaning against a <laughs> piano for some reason. <laughs> Which I was like, was he playing her like an upright bass? Like, what is happening? Look, that is very it's not suggestive. just for music. Sometimes it's for making Other rhythmic music. things? <laughs> Hitting the right notes. Ooh. Oh, man. But yeah, then Toga like tells him that he's cuter than his sister anyway. And I'm like, what is going on? I told you. Everyone on the comments for this series is just like, I've never felt gayer. Uh, yeah i totally in a positive note <laughs> yeah yeah in like a mean way <laughs> <laughs> i've never felt gayer because all these heterosexual relationships are terrible <laughs> well toga has his like shirt open he like plants the seed for like maybe you should do a lieutenant you know maybe then you can have the rose bride i don't know just kind of zip my shirt up and leave now with that and so he does <laughs> to which i said he is gonna get his ass handed to him <laughs> <laughs> well he thinks that he's being so like good because he's like i'm gonna free you from this bond anthe doesn't want that no because she literally is like win for me instead of being like thank you for trying to free me she looks at utena and is like win for me yeah exactly oh man so yeah we have to go through like the whole entire duel thing again walking up the thing i mentioned that i really love the sound like the song when they're going up the stairs it has the same problem though as sailor moon samurai pizza cats and all these other shows of transformations that's the transformation of the show because yep. you get the same walking up the stairs thing. It's not even exciting like a transformation is. No. Love the walking. music. It got a little old after the second time. <laughs> I absolutely agree with you there. But then we go to the duel. And guess what? <laughs> Mickey loses. Whoa. Who saw that coming? Shocking. But also, Utena could have lost. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She could have chose to lose again, but she didn't. And she it's cute because be at the end, Anthony, Anthony says that she would still love to study with him again. She's so like, she's not she just gets like, it. fuck off. 
Yeah. No, she's like, look, man. Also, because she needs friends. Yeah, she does need friends. But like, and and he took it. F- I'm assuming fairly well. Yeah, it seems like because he, he didn't he get didn't all like weird bitch. friend zony over it. Yeah, he didn't call <laughs> he didn't, her a bitch he and didn't say you're ugly her. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he found his muse. The muse doesn't want him. He'll have to find another, or just choose a different instrument, my guy. <laughs> right. Like, just find don't, find the muse within yourself. Yeah. Don't force other people to feel like they are your the reason for your creativity. Yeah. Exactly. It's one thing to be like I'm inspired by you. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to be like I can't draw without you in the room like that's yeah. just fucking weird yeah and like maybe you're just not a good artist then there you go boom roasted baby <laughs> <laughs> truth <laughs> uh so after this we get the the twin sister side of the story and turns out she's not a good piano player she's kind of trash at it and that's why it was so traumatic because he was actually like the talented piano player and she was just there because it was something to do with her brother and uh that's why he- she never played again he should have picked up on it and not yeah. invited her to do that. And yeah. then they wouldn't have had a falling out. But also, it's not his fault that he got the measles. I know. <laughs> so do, do, you, do, you feel, do you feel gayer after watching this series? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to wear the boys' school uniforms and dye your hair pink? I mean, I definitely want to dye my hair pink. You could probably so. rock a boys' school uniform. I mean, I could, but I definitely would rather wear the dresses. I know the dresses are more your style. They are. I'll wear the I'll wear the boys' school uniform. I don't think Please I can pull do. off the dresses. <laughs> Please wear the short shorts. <laughs> that'll be my that'll be my cosplay. I'm gonna do do Utena for Expos, and I'm just gonna I'll, I'll wear the short shorts. I'm so. But ready. I'll make them even shorter. Hell yeah! I'm so. Ready I'm gonna cheek this. it up. <laughs> ow, ow! Well, if you wanna if you wanna see photos of that, if it ever eventually does happen. Uh, you can check us out on all of our socials, which is at Animates pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you want to catch more of the podcast with other episodes like Card Captors, Ranma, uh, Dragon Ball, Dirty Pair, bunch of others, you can check us out, obviously, where all your podcasts are found or through our RSS feed. If you also felt gayer having watched Utena or felt it after watching it, after listening to the show, please let us know on Twitter because. Every comment I could find was just everyone being so happy about how how it made them feel. So if it made you feel the same way, let us know. Because it's it's a fun series. It has a lot of very we talk so much about bitch slapping, uh, as as <laughs> Lindsay has so 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 dubbed it. It's still a series full of like fun and love and bright, colorful things and lots of roses. So many roses. All so the roses. Many. <laughs> it's all roses. So you know. Check it out. Don't feel like you're going to be sucked into some sort of like dark something or other. It is still a at times lighthearted series that is worth the watch. If you don't mind the very unfortunate bitch slapping on someone who is very much so not yeah, deserving it of it, then uh, you should definitely check out this series. So thank you for listening. Please like and follow. Please rate us if you enjoyed the episode. Don't rate us if you didn't. <laughs> I'm going to go put on my school uniform so that I can feel fanciful. And I'm going to go dye my hair bright pink. Hell yeah. Yeah.